Hey everybody, Geek Movie House here quick for you. Uh, before we start the episode, we did Dark City tonight. It came out in 98. It is a wonderful film and we highly recommend you watch the movie before listening. Unless you're in for the ride and want it completely spoiled for you. Once again, please watch the movie. Wait a minute, Adam. You haven't seen Planet of the Apes? You really haven't seen Peter Pan? What about Dark City? Let's remedy that. Welcome to Raised by Spoilers, everyone, where we watch and unpack cult movies, some of them good, and most of them bad. Welcome back to Raised by Spoilers, everyone. I'm one of your hosts, Plebeian Adam. Tonight, I'm joined... Wait a minute, that didn't sound right. But... I'm Plebeian Adam. I was Plebeian Adam. But you're Plebeian Adam. I don't remember that. But but I have Plebeian Adam's memories. That's so weird. Joining us tonight, uh, the feminist warlord herself, Nintendo Geek. Or is it Geek Movie House? Well, this is confusing. The Keeper of Secrets, the Lady of Lore, the Aes Sedai herself, Plebeian Amanda. Oh, I got nothing to top that. That just sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the Spirals. The spirals. Everything's a circle. So what? And joined movie? by Geek Movie House. <laughs> I, I, okay. What did we watch tonight, Adam? This is a legitimate question. Yeah. What did we watch? What the fuck did we watch? What did we watch tonight? Right now, my brain just melted so, in a very dark and gloomy and no sunlight kind of way. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we watched uh, 1998's Dark City. And we all have a vitamin D deficiency yeah. for it. Horrible, yeah. horrible vitamin D <laughs> deficiency. Um, movie came out in February twenty seventh or February twenty seventh in ninety eight. Uh, the budget for the film was twenty seven million, oh. and it was directed by Alex Prios. Prios, Prios, Prios. Yeah. He's Greek. Uh, we don't want to put a little R on that or roll our tongues Proyas. at all. Prios, uh, notably known for directing The Crow. Yes. Uh, I robot with Will Smith. Keep your wife's name out of my mouth. And <laughs> Amazing. Gods of Egypt, which kind of flopped. So as far as I can tell, he's probably 50-50 at this point. I mean, I robot was all right. So maybe like 60-40. But there was that scene with the Converse. They're vintage. Oh, God. I don't even remember I robot. Uh, I remember there was like really creepy robots that were like white and... That's I because robot your memory was removed. I robot was uh, uh, yeah, okay. the short story written by um, oh for fuck's sakes um, the short story written by um, Isaac Asimov. Isaac Asimov. Thank you very yes. much. Thank you for that poll. I, I, I wanted yeah. to let you. Yeah, say no, no, no. I see, yeah, yeah, just just running well, and that's running. The, that's the, yeah. the guy who uh, originated the idea of AI, isn't yes, it? Yes, and the law, the three laws. Yeah, yeah. Which by the way, as a computer guy, those laws would do sh jack shit. Yeah, but at the time period, right? We're at that sweet spot of... I think he was just logical rules that he put in place for his books so that you got the idea as to how an AI is supposed to act in his world. But That's much all. like Jack Vance, uh, that author had set up rules in a world where everyone from that point on kind of followed Yeah. within science fiction. But we're not talking about Jack no. Vance or Isaac Asimov or even iRobot. Tonight we watch Dark City. I want to go around the table quick before we actually get into the plot or our real thoughts and stuff like that. And just on a surface area, just that little fingernail scratching at the scab. What did everyone think about it? Adam. All right. So here's the deals. I, I think I've liked, kind of liked one movie we've seen so far. Okay. Um, 
I've been disappointed by all of them. Wow. I, there is something wrong with me. Okay. I am a huge fan of film noir. Okay. For whatever reason, I just adore film noir. Okay. I love a good mystery, and I love something that takes place in like what the forties. This didn't take place in any. Time I frame. get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was, was a time frame where 50s. they keep jumping. Fifties aesthetic. Yeah. But there's seventies like, aesthetic as well, though. Yeah, they right. keep they it's it's thirties, forties, and fifties, sixties, and seventies. Yeah, they kind of had everything because they even had that uh, Art Deco kind right. of thing there's going a, on. In some it's, it's, it's a scatter shot of memories. Yeah, but no, it, this movie it was like, hey Adam, we have taken all of your likes. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe no Gary Oldman and 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 no um, Mila Jovovich, and we have injected it directly into your brain, right here, right, right, right in the right center, in the right, like, right in the middle, in between right the, the eyebrows, eyebrows. in between yeah. the eyebrows, right between <laughs> the eyebrows, and it was fantastic. He liked it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm you, happy. I didn't want to hype it up, and I was real nervous because this is one of those movies that is very weird. Well, you fucking hyped it up. I think we were like five minutes in, not even. And mm-hmm. You're like, Adam, this may be one of your new favorites. It's good. I don't and know it if was. It's, I don't well, know if it's one of my yeah. new favorites, but it's definitely top. I will say it's one of those ones where you kind of go back once a year and you watch it again because <laughs> there's shit you will miss. Yeah, for sure. Like the wedding rings change, like little shit where she's like, "Oh yeah, no, I never take it off." I didn't notice that. Exactly. <laughs> Nintendo Geek, what are your thoughts? I mean, I've seen this movie now probably five times. Okay. Like you said, it's like the once a year movie. And there's still things that I'm pulling uh, that I didn't notice before. Like the intro scene where it shows space and then it pans down uh, much like Star Wars does. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Like if you're familiar with the movie, if you remember the beginning five seconds of the movie, it solves a puzzle for you. And you're just not... 100% aware of it, obviously, because you haven't seen it. So coming back as a continuing uh, watcher of the movie, there's still things that you miss or uh, figure out re-watching it time after time. I've got to ask, so you say it's like once a year watch Mm -hmm. and you've watched it five times. This movie's been out since 1998. You should have watched it (laughs) like 24 times. (laughs) I mean, I was times? eight in 1998, uh, so I think I've seen it for the first time back, I want to say, in what, 20, 2010? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I could have understood this movie if I was eight. It totally would have made yeah, sense to me. I don't think me. this is like I mean, I was eight the first time I seen The Shining oh and God. The Exorcist. Oh. Never seen The Shining. I've never seen The Shining either. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've seen Doctor Sleep. But we watched this almost a year ago. Uh, during the the lockdowns and still it's like i always forget the ending until i like until halfway through and i'm like oh and it always surprises me (laughs) so i really like it i think there's something there for everybody even if you're a first time watcher or a seasoned watcher of watching it more than at least five times it's like it doesn't get old clubby and amanda thoughts did you hate it did you like it you know what i liked it not necessarily for like the movie itself. I just like the universe they built. It's fucking it's neat. Rad. It's like I, I got like Fallout vibes. Yeah. Right. That weird, quirky, like sci-fi Americana. 40s, 40s, 50s Americana. Right. Especially the um the atomic like food dispensary there that yeah. like really pushed that button. But also the fact that it was like very gothic too, and like just weird like weird and out there and i love that and it was a good like 
watch, honestly. They had a, enough mystery, enough like classic sort of like 90s thriller kind of atmosphere. Right. It, was, it was enjoyable. I actually very much enjoyed it. That's awesome. I'm I, glad to hear that. I could have been fooled. You were talking about the, the dark and the, the style and everything. Yeah. I could be easily fooled that Tim Burton was an art, like a oh, absolutely. an area artist on I this feel or like something. Tim Burton's fingers could just be, you know, imprinted on all the things this, of this movie. So the more you watch Tim Burton's stuff, the more you kind of see he does that weird little curl. Mm-hmm. On yes. things. Yeah, yeah. And that weird little curl doesn't actually show up in this. You get the spirals, but sure. for the most part, yeah, this is a very jagged, true. straight line. Yeah. Very there's very little curves other yeah. than the spirals okay, I, in this film for the architecture with the, the desk, the accordion. Yeah. Like there's sharp, very, very sharp lines. Yeah, like they that's use true. a dagger. I never really thought about that. Like there's a lot. And even the daggers the don't have like rounded handles. They have the no, pointed right. handles. The even the daggers, way the glass breaks. Like the daggers all... mimic the syringes because the syringes open up much like the daggers have the I was trying to figure handle. out is that because it's their technology and yes. it's just the way they think. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's pretty cool. I, I, I like that. So why? Okay. There's a lot to my back of what this was about. Okay. Um. I, I will admit I've never been a fan of the because I'm a horrible base basic nihilist. I never really liked the idea, the concept of like what makes humans so special. And that's really what this all comes down to is these aliens are studying humans and yeah. they're throwing a bunch of shit at the wall to see what sticks and they think it's memories. But I never really liked the concept of that story arc of like what makes oh it's love, it's what's in our hearts. I like no, I, I'm a nihilist, so I think we're just like any other animal. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it the main um the main grasp or like the desperate attempt to fit in yeah and blend in because you kind of get these this, this little dying race oh. that you are using the dead and this isn't even really connecting dots or like stretching as much as the movie itself and the script is giving you the lines like we use your dead as vessels yeah we cannot survive sunlight we cannot deal with water what makes you tick and how do we put us in you? Oh, okay. Because so they're a dying race. It wasn't necessarily that they wanted to find out what was human. It's that they wanted to become us so that they could survive in, a, right. in the environment that we and could thrive And then procreate in. and move on. And then, like, I see. That right. That makes more sense. Can we put it in a pill? See, not th- right at the... Okay. I, I'm jumping right to the end. So I don't want right to Right to the that. end. Let's unpack it. Let's just go through right. it. Okay. Eyebrows. What do you think? I I ever since I first saw Jennifer Connelly's eyes and eyebrows in actually I think it was the Hulk movie. Okay. Yeah, the uh, first Hulk. The yeah. first Hulk. The movie. first Hulk. I have been smitten with her. Beautiful. Um, her eye. I, I I'm not gonna be like, oh, it's her body. No, it's, it's her eyes. Her eyes are assaulting and amazing. They're intense. They're, They're intense, intense yes. and seductive. Right. Um, she's right. seductive and eyes. She's got. Thick brow. Not afraid of a thick brow. She's got huge thick Not brows. So I'm gonna give the I gotta give the brown brow uh, brow to her. Nintendo brows. Yeah. Well, eyebrows? I was gonna say she was one of the few of us who survived uh, not over plucking their eyebrows <laughs> in the nineties. <90s. laughs> in the nineties, well, actually, more like the two thousands, so early two thousands. She resisted that, and now it's uh, she probably really, really is thankful she did that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Plug me and Amanda. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. She's just, she's beautiful. Honest to God. Like, she is, like, iconic 90s beauty. And, 
Yeah, I'm very jealous of her eyebrows. All right, that's been raised by spoilers, everybody. Thank you very much for joining in, and uh, good night. No, so anyway, so where did you want to go with it? right to the end? Yeah, I'm gonna jump right to the end. So I kind of got to the end that it felt like because they they were like a hive mind of some sort. It right. sounds like. And these alien creatures, um, which they don't necessarily say that they're aliens, because in in context, we're the aliens. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they are it, the strangers. Yeah. Oh, they're called the strangers. No, but they're aliens. They're like weird alien vampire. Yeah, they're thing. alien not, to us, but we're yeah. also well, alien to yeah. them. And, yeah, they're like weird little tentacle monsters with teeth. Because, you know, what sci-fi alien doesn't have tentacles and teeth? And they're not, they're <laughs> not like a lithid. They're not like mind flares. They're yeah. this weird creature yeah they're yeah. like um uh metaphysical like you can see through them they're like mm-hmm. they look like jellies like yeah, jellyfishes with they got them jellies with jellies and they use earthlings as vessels dead so earthlings they're the ones who would abduct and then they would turn because each and every one of those um strangers look different like children old men like there's yeah. a couple women but they're all pale bald but they all have the alien in them yeah my so that's what they meant. It's not. It's not them. It's the yeah. The, it's alien. the alien inside. Yeah. My first thought to that was first of all, it reminds me of. Did you guys ever watch um, Peacemaker? I haven't seen it yet. No. You'll fucking love it. I know. I will. I know. I will. I know. Um, I will. I know. The other one is it reminded me of when I first when we when we got to a certain point, all I could think about was, oh, this is clearly a city being run by vampires. I would it's have loved that. Always dark. They look, look like at these vampires. guys. And they look like vampires. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of got that Nosferatu kind of thing I totally going. I could have made that That's stretch, where, yeah. yeah. And so that was my first thought. And it, okay, I wasn't too far off once they said, I was like, oh, these okay, they're aliens, clearly. And then they're like, we use your dead. I'm like, okay, so that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. I get that now. But I got the feeling like their intent wasn't to necessarily, uh, I, I was kind of confused, like, were they trying to figure out what was us? And then it sounded like they were going to implant their own hive mind into John. Mm-hmm. So that that's how they would continue forward. They're kind of doing the the transporter thing where it's like we're just taking our thoughts and our memories because that's all we think we are as a you're hive the, mind. You're the Ark. And then we're putting in John who's the Ark. Yeah. yeah. And he's going to become us. Right. I think it was a part too where they wanted him specifically to be a part of their collective as well because he his memories now were important to their survival. Like he was the the stage of evolution. So whatever he was, was important to them for their survival. And I think they wanted that knowledge to be a part of their collective mind or whatever too. He's waterproof. He lightly sunburns. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird that they, they kind of do that. The Odysseus ship slash, you know, transporter philosophy, which is clearly what they're doing is they're injecting their hive mind thought into him so that he becomes them in memory only because that's what they think makes a human a human that's what they right. think makes someone something yeah Their memories yeah and that's all they know and that and that's kind of cool because it it lays credence to why all their studies were based around memory right um and why they think the memories are so important yeah and i thought that was pretty cool the but it, it does it's not really going to be them because you know the little brain gel jellies isn't going to be inside John. It's just going to be the memories of that. Right. So the alien race will be dead as they know it. Right. Just not their knowledge. Unless they kill John and then just take over his body. But they don't want to do that because they, if they do that, they just become the undead that they are. Right. Which they want to get away mm. from. Yeah, okay. Work. You're right. You're so right. So they're still scrambling because it's, it's a dying race. Yeah. Trying to figure out, like, how do we launch the rocket to get off the planet? 
Yeah, but they've accepted that they are a dying race and this is the only way they can go forward right. is be Odysseus's ship. Theseus or Odysseus? Theseus. Theseus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, Odysseus, because it goes on an Odyssey. It's Odysseus's. Are we not talking about the ship of Theseus? I don't know. It's it's the ship of um Od- Odysseus. It's he goes on an Odyssey. Well, yeah, yeah, he goes on an Odyssey. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Because as he goes on the ship, it's an Odyssey, and that's why we call it an Odyssey because it's based on the guy named Odysseus. I could be pronouncing it wrong, but dope. I'm thinking of the vision thing, but anyway, you're <laughs> probably right. Um, cool. So you like the movie. The ending was weird. The beginning had you guys uh, all kind of continuously sitting there asking out loud, which was really enjoyable because I kept looking at Nintendo Geek because you guys just kept going, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? And it's just watching these puzzle pieces. And uh, yeah. William Hurt, uh, the late great actor, uh, has a moment in the movie where he's freaking out going, I have all of these puzzle pieces. And every time I move them around, it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. And I don't understand what the fuck is going on. Wait, William Hurt? Will Hurt? William Hurt? You're thinking John Hurt. You're right. I am thinking John Hurt. I'm yeah. thinking William Hurt. I'm thinking John Hurt, the um, uh, the like, treasure of an actor. The that, treasure that of an actor played like Hellboy. A... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Professor Broom. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no yeah, William yeah. Hurt was the detective or the cop. The cop. The, ah. he, yeah, he uh, he plays um, uh, General Ross. Ross in yep. the MCU. He did. Oddly play. enough, he plays Jennifer Connelly's character's father. Yep. In the series. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Nice. yeah, they had worked together. Recognize him. Yeah, they worked together in the past. Oh, he is a gem. He was great in this. He was. Yeah, you know what? I honestly, when we first started watching this, I was a little concerned because it jumped in like real quick to whatever this universe was and, you know, whatever story was going on with no context, no nothing. I was great. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Why is this happening? What the fuck? And it was just like, I spent a while just not understanding anything. But by the end, did you have a good idea? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's I would important. say that they did that on purpose because you're in John Murdoch's shoes. Yes. You've just been injected. You don't know where you are. You're looking around and all you have is what is in the room. There's a common theme in movies where you get interjected with this character. Like, you know, this character came from another world so that you go through the learning of the world with that character so that you can mm-hmm. feel connected to the world. Yeah. Okay. This was our version of that, except it was way more crazy, way more chaotic, way more unknown. For obvious effect. So the difference is, is the studio stepped in New Line, uh, New Line Cinema and they said, fuck that, it's too weird. And we understand you want to make a weird movie and you got to have uh, a lore dump and some voiceover work. So the difference between the director's cut and the theatrical cut is Keith Sutherland does a lot of his monologues oh. instead of them in the boat and him telling what happened. Mm-hmm. It's those weird quiet shots of the city and just voiceover. Oh. So the, the director's cut is a little longer and like that shot of the city in space, that is all lore dump and exposition. And it's just a fuckload of exposition. And then the movie starts. So the oh. difference is with the director's cut is he's like, hey, we kind of scrapped that because we didn't want that because you, we wanted you guys to have something to chew on. Yeah. You're trying to figure it out. Yeah. But for when we were screen testing it and the general audiences and stuff, uh, they were pushing for a PG-13 rating. Right. And a lot of people in the audiences couldn't put their finger on it but they kept getting up and going this movie is too weird it needs to be rated r because and they're like there is barely any blood there is very little nudity there is virtually no swearing and they're like yes but it's too weird for a pg-13 film it needs to be a rated r so they went back and that's when they put pants on or they took the pants off john you see a nipple you see some tits and uh they took out the dialogue and they just kind of let stuff said okay fuck it it's weird then we're gonna get real weird 
because uh, originally when they were first started shopping it around, they couldn't get it made. And then Fox slash Disney uh, kept trimming the budget well, yeah. and cutting it down and cutting it down, cutting down in post-production or pre-production I mean, yeah. in pre-production. So they're like, fuck, fuck this. We're going to go to another studio. Yeah. If they're not going to get, we can't lock down a price to actually make this film. We're not going to be able to do it. Um, two things. They wanted to have Johnny Depp play John Murdoch. It could have worked. The problem is what they found was... Amber Heard had beaten him up too much? No, 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 no. No, not yet. Uh, People would have been distracted that it was Johnny Depp. Was he famous enough back then? Oh, yes, he was. Oh, hands. Like he was in... Uh, oh, in... 98. And 21 Jump Street. He was in a lot back then. Was, 21 Jump Street. Street wouldn't have been... Oh, well, Nightmare on Elm Street yeah, would have yeah, been... Yeah, 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 yeah the originally right. You're right, you're right. Yeah, he wasn't... He was in a bunch of stuff. That was his premier movie. But was he famous then by that Super point? famous. Yeah. Okay. He would have had Super Iris hands. Super famous. That would 98? Have been enough, yeah. Yeah. And okay. then they, there was the, uh, that one, that was it, the one we used with uh, Hell of Bonaparte where he was like a killer. That's way that, later. Was that way later? Yeah, yeah. When he was like eight people. He turned them into pies. Oh, Sweet yeah. Todd was Sweet like, Todd, uh, yeah. 2000, like, yeah, in the mid-2000s. Oh, okay, fair The right. other actor they wanted was Tom Cruise at the height of his career. Ooh. Ooh. That would, no, That's a bad no. The only reason why they went with uh, Rufus Swell was it was somebody you weren't familiar with. Yeah. So yeah, you also, it, it wasn't necessarily a, an unknown because he had been in stuff before, but you weren't familiar with him in the general American audience. Yeah. And you weren't sitting there going, oh, how's Johnny Depp going to get out of this one? Not the character. How is yeah. the person going to yeah. get out of this one? And that's why they're like, we can't use big name actors. That makes sense. We need like a, a different level yep, yep. You also of actor to bring in. generally associate an actor with like a certain personality or role or whatever. Because a lot of actors do get typecasted, right? So I feel like if they'd used Johnny Depp, you would assume that, okay, this person, we know they're probably going to be a little creepy, a little quirky, a right. little whatever. Because it's... It's just an extension of Johnny Depp. Right. And a lot of actors have a hard time shutting off, like, their personal touch with whatever role they're playing. Some are really, really good at it. Like, um, Gary Oldman can play different roles and be completely different characters. Christopher Walken. Right. But a lot of actors, generally, when they play a role, there's always a little bit of themselves in it, right? Right. Yeah. So I feel like that might have detracted from it a little bit. Depp wanted to do it. Oh, I can and see. And they had this, to turn oh, him down. Right up this the right, alley. right. Depp wanted yeah. to do this. Weird, yeah. creepy, quirky. Yeah, it's totally a Johnny Depp um, role. Yeah. Uh, the other thing was William Hurt is there wasn't enough speaking lines for him. And he wanted more like right lines for me because he was just chewing through the script and loving it. Yeah. And uh, the story with William Hurt is that he was apparently a huge pain in the ass to work with uh, because he was a little demanding and a little not um, fancy. <laughs> but... Uh, he was an Oscar-winning actor, and he knew how to throw his weight around. Yep, uh, yep. So they were writing lines like the night before for him to use, and he'd be like, great. Uh, then they'd be like, pick one. And he'd be like, no, I'm going to do all of them. Like, we're going to go through it. And like, let's make it feel fucking real. Nice. And a little bit more lived in. Yeah. And what you watch, which is wild, is in the film, especially the next couple times you view it, is everyone is running around, and he is the only one walking. Yeah, he true. never runs in the movie. Mm-hmm. There is just a moment of calm in that storm. There is uh, different scenes. The same thing with John Murdoch, where he's all screw loosed and all over the place. And then you cut back to William Hurt's uh, detective. Anybody? No, I, don't I couldn't remember. Uh, <laughs> the detective, we'll call him for short. Uh, and he's just trying to figure it out. And he's slow and calm. And what do you mean? Right? Like light cigarette and just kind of. 
Just, Nobody listens. Right, to me. <laughs> right, right, right. There's just these slow what movement. A gr- I love that line. Freeze. Yeah. Ugh, nobody listens well, to me. Well, he yeah. was trying to understand because him himself was start, like once he was talking to the other um, the other police officer who was let go, being like, "Hey, you're. I don't like that you make sense, and things are kind of making sense in my own reality, and I'm trying to kind of go through it, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not." believing it quite right right and then slowly it's it's also his journey through it too being like well i can't quite remember kept showing the photo of his mom yes but he never actually said his mom's name or addressed the photo right Right. like oh my mom died recently okay well when you know it's like he was still he was trying to 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 cope with it as well because he hadn't been like implanted there is a great scene with him where he had been talking to uh, Detective Eddie Walensky, the guy previously. Yeah, Walensky. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who oh, was yeah. on the, the crazy one that you're talking about? Who was on the? Uh, who was already investigating it and kind of went down the spiral? Which would have been his partner. Would have been his partner. Yeah, his yeah. inspector and then detective. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're right. Yeah. And he was going through and he was talking to this guy, starting to learn from him. And he was writing down notes and he just started writing spirals, like little tiny spirals in his notes. I'm like, oh. It has begun. He's starting to kind of believe. And it's like, wait, what do you mean he died? Like, people don't die. Like, I re- like people don't remember that people die. Yeah. Like, what yeah. do you mean he died? Well, they're having that great moment where they're both smoking cigarettes in the interrogation room. That is an interrogation room, sort of, because it's just a window. Because you know somebody's on that roof watching everything happening. Yes. And they're just yelling at, it, about, uh, yelling at each other with cigarettes in their hand going, when is the last time you've seen the sun? When was the last fucking time you've seen anything? Oh, when when did you scene. do anything yeah. during the day? Yeah. And they're trying to figure it out. And then he just gets overwhelmed. Yes. Because it's something's me. not clicking. That took me way too long to figure out, by the way. I spent a good, like, most of the film not realizing that the whole thing took place at night and there yep. was never a day scene. And at first, I'm amazed reason, you my never brain, noticed that. My brain, like, compartmentalized it as just being like, oh, it's film noir, it's dark and gritty, like, it's just film filters or whatever. And then I realized, no, this is night. Like, it's always been night all the time. And that was like a holy shit. I mean, right. I, will, I will say that you were kind of tricked because we just last night watched the batman right you did for the first time and the that's la, all batman night scenes except it for is. the except for the last scene it's all night scenes and that was just stylistic at the time so now you were predispositioned to assume it's just style yeah you're right you're right I so feel like that, would, that did have an effect i was gonna say quickly that going like it's funny you mentioned the batman it's like the animated series it's always nighttime in the Batman animated series. Yes. I was just going to go there. This is exactly... Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is exactly where I was going to go is this is the the set director and the way they built everything out is that's what I... Like when you say Batman, this is the world I'm thinking Batman in. Yeah. Right? Yeah, These weird it's cars and it's postmodern futurism and like the I gotta architecture add, and I the bad it. guys and like... This is this Batman the animated Deco, series. New Age yeah. kind of melding of the two. Yeah. Everything is green, brown, fucking gray, and there's maybe a splash of blood. Yeah. Like and, oh. and the lights that they do have just flicker. Yeah. All yeah, the time. None of them fucking work. None of them the work. Because they're all on all the time because there is no sun. There is no sun. Um, I do have to add one little quick side fact though. Do you know how they did and got everything so dark in the old animated series? They drew on black paper. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Just that's a fun real, little... That's smart. really cool. L- little tidbit there for you, everyone. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Richard O'Brien uh, from Rocky War Picture Show fame, Riff Raff, uh, plays the main villain. 
chasing down uh, Matt Murdock or John Murdock's Matt Murdock. Our daredevil, uh, John Murdoch. <laughs> uh, John Murdoch. And uh, he once uh, in an interview said that he had a hell of a time trying to play the role because he is a very lively, energetic person in general, especially when it comes to acting or character acting. And as soon as he gets on set, they're pretty much telling him to play it as stonewalled as possible until the twist happens and you start seeing these weird, crooked smiles as yeah. he's processing john murdoch's memories and the serial killer that is in him now that is kind of has these moments of freedom and you're hearing his colleagues or the other aliens or strangers kind of say that that's great and you're losing your mind but and we're watching you now not what's happening yes but what does that have to do with the case what does that have to do with what we're after you're trying you're taste like tasting stuff kind of thing and like processing things that we normally do not give a shit about well, yeah. that's why they wanted to, at the end of the movie, implant uh, Matt... What was John? John yeah. Murdoch. I know. I'm sorry. Matt Murdoch. I don't know. <laughs> you read, when you read a lot of Daredevil comics, so you start... They could access... It wasn't so much of turning him into one of them. It was a key to unlock his psyche and his memories. Right. Because they... That would be the key, like you said, to integrate them into their society. Right. What is interesting is that the director and writer based the strangers on Richard O'Brien when he wrote it and then when he met him he's like yep good decision like oh so, it totally makes sense well that's the funny thing too the yeah. actors on set were like we heard Richard O'Brien was going to be the villain and we all hadn't seen him act yet on set and we all had this idea of how he was going to mm. do it in our head and we all didn't really say anything and then he comes out and he does it and it's exactly it's like spot on perfect. and it's fucking haunting because oh, they great. gave him they gave him stilts like he's got an extra couple inches oh, on his oh, boot. He's a little <laughs> short, little short. But they gave him boot, like stealths and stuff, so he's a little bit more intimidating with yep. that hat and that long trench coat the and huge collar. Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> yes, they, he was great. I I struggled to recognize him. I'm like, at first it was a, mm, I this reminds me of the guy from Rocky Horror Picture right. Show, and then he kind of did some acting that was very much not um, Richard O'Brien's style, yeah, yeah. which. Based on what you're saying, this makes so much more sense. It's hard. Act yourself, but don't be yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like, and fuck. then at some point when he started to kind of turn, he started to have that smirk yep. that O'Brien has. There He's got is. this little curl in his in when he smiles that is uniquely his. And I went, wait a second. Right. And that's why I turned to you guys and went, that's the guy for Rocky Horror Picture Show. And you're Fucking like, right. yes, it is. Like, okay, I'm not insane. No. <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? I really, really thought that I knew uh, Ian Richardson, the Mr. Book character from something else, because he just seemed so iconic in, like, his voice and his look. It, there's nothing that I recognize it from. He was in a lot of, like, older British films. Um, oh, he was in the original Tinker Tailor. That's that's it. Like he, his very obscure career. He's in a couple Disney films um, as like a voice actor, but I don't know. He just seemed so familiar, and he's not. It is odd. Hmm. That is oddly a movie that I did see. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. It was I one of the movies that got that. me into why we started Raised by Spoilers. That's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Um, um, the code names remind me a lot of even uh, Reservoir Dogs. 
Yeah, oh, but yeah, just yeah. the code, the, like, hey, they're dealing. These alien creatures are dealing with uh, material objects or pretty things. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty. Yeah, Mr. Hand, uh, Mr. Mr. Book, yeah. Mr. There was like Mr. Boz, and like there's yeah. some other like weird ones. Right, right, right. Mr. Rain, Mr. Book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're doing some weird stuff. I I struggled to like put pin them down. I thought they were like a vampire group. I I thought all this. So here's one thing I've I've got to ask: is what what's the word I'm looking for? Um. Why do they have to change the city to change people's memories? Because it was shown in the beginning with uh, Keith Sutherland, the doctor. The rats in a cage, and eventually they remember. Oh, okay. so the spiral mouse maze, Changes. the doors close and open. Oh, so he's constantly because cha- that's what he's doing. He's flicking the doors closed and open and changing the maze that they've already been in. Oh. So eventually, just like. Uh, the uh, inspector uh boomstead he's starting to remember and unravel the mystery right because so, he hasn't been changed long enough they haven't gone in and injected him yes yes so like the longer you sit and stay the same the more likely you are to notice the city hasn't changed wait a minute that's different why is the my work is two stop subway stops why is it all of a sudden eight subway stops yes. like little shit like that so what well were the spirals a red herring? I don't remember. Like, what did it, it felt like the uh, the strangers put in the spiral as a part of like the whole lore of the serial killer, and that's all it kind of was. And so it turned out to be kind of a red herring. But when the inspector woke up after the initial when it first showed the change, his coffee had the spiral. Yeah. So I think it's just a way that the disc. Of the city spins, possibly, uh, or yeah. just the whirring of the machine underneath. Because well, even the clouds, like once you put the ocean, there was clouds starting to form, and they kind of like looked like a broken spiral, spiral in a way above the city. Oh, okay. So the so it could like just a be the it could because... just be the rotational spin. Because instead of the world turning it's spinning because it's a disc i didn't have an answer and that's a fucking way better one than i was gonna make (laughs) i did not have an answer so like fuck it is zoomed out and showed the whole city you could see there was clouds kind Mm -hmm. of above the city and they were in a because it's on an axis for the first time because there's no water because they can't handle water that that makes total sense the spiral itself could also be a weird sort of shitty way that they they measure time how do you look at a no no it could be the 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 human fingerprint it's always a weird form of a spiral. Even though everyone is unique, it could also... I took that as, and I just sort of took it as a red herring for the most part. But I, I like your explanation of, you know, it represents their all their feelings of something's not right in our world. And that makes total sense. Also, looking at it, uh, watching it this time, I haven't seen Inception for years. But how a lot of the new, like even Marvel movie, like Doctor Strange... And Inception, how they create something out of nothing, just the way the city moves and changes, is reminiscent about how modern Marvel movies with the Mm -hmm. crumbling of the multiverse or like Inception, just like the collapsing and growing. I think that's just a limitation of the human mind. (laughs) True, but also it's cool to see in miniature format. Also, miniature format 24 years ago. Miniature format 24 years ago mixed with CGI. I have to say that for like 90s, like late 90s CGI, this aged really well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I've seen some real shit like just low budget (laughs) CGI. And this, this was actually like, okay. Like I could kind of 
look past the lack of texture or you know whatever the the 90s look to it and go you know what this is actually really well done it does hold up the funny yeah. thing is is uh there's even on the uh blu-ray some breakdowns where they're like we strapped a very small camera a film camera on a toy train and ran it through the track for the miniature right because normally nowadays you would just cgi the pillars and stuff like yep, that yep, but because sure. we took a really small train and like a toy train with a with a not a phone but like a camera and ran it through that was the way we could get around those really close shots so a lot of this is cgi like you said but a lot of it isn't a lot of it is practical well, it to an extent blended like yeah. so yeah. when yeah. they were changing the city there was 3D used yeah, to yeah. bring the towel, like bring the buildings into shape because they would kind of unfold or like unwarp and or twist. Whatever. And then once they were finalized, they became models. Are you kidding me? You're telling me right now? You're going to tell me right now that th- there's not a uh, fucking hundred people laying underneath that set blowing up those buildings like balloons? <laughs> 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 like, no, you know, in a way, the way they did it though, like you could tell that they they like rewind crank it because it's stuff like so rebuilding itself blowing. backwards. Yeah. <laughs> right. So may I stop blowing or have a headache? Get back to work. Uh, yeah, yeah. The apartment building isn't quite finished yet. Quickly. <laughs> But uh, to go back to what you said about why they changed the city so often, like you go to how it it zeroed in on that husband and wife, where the husband clearly worked like shift work and he was run down and she was also run down with kids. And she they're like, what are we going to do? Like, obviously, they're lower class. And then all of a sudden they come in and make them like a huge mansion. Yeah. And it's like, OK, but how do do their hearts change or their memories change when they're like the poorest of poor? to being millionaires like uh, and that's where murdoch said you're looking in the wrong place it's not in the brain it's like in the heart in a way yeah because they finished that lovely conversation Mm -hmm. even though it's kind of shitty about him firing the guy yeah yeah he kind of became opposite to what he was right he becomes the boss yeah and then like how does that change a person's outlook and it does that like you know like how do they how is it different yes i my only thought with that entire episode was, first of all, I the acting was really bad. Oh, and that conversation it, so, it felt was a little weird. It felt yeah. a little it felt, off. It felt like I was watching a TV. It show almost in a sounded movie. like a voiceover, like a bad dub. But it yeah. wasn't them. Yeah, but maybe that was on purpose because it wasn't actually there. Like that wasn't them. Maybe, maybe. And then my second thought on that episode was. Wouldn't they have drowned by the time they went to sleep and the time oh, they yeah. woke up? Oh, in the soup, yeah. When they, yeah, great. Yeah. But the thing is, it was a like it was a minute, not even, because they manipulate time. They stop everything, so time isn't actually flowing during that time, what? and it resets I mean, as soon as still, it hits. I don't think that time isn't. I don't believe that that time isn't flowing. They're stopping our time or the mm-hmm. people's time. They don't. They're not having the clock. But it looks like they all just go to sleep. Yeah, right. they all go to sleep right at midnight yeah. or whatever, um, twelve o'clock. And I think what's happening is they're not stopping time. The the disc is still floating through mm-hmm. space. Right. But what that's why his cup still had the spiral. True. Because even though he looks down and he thinks no time has passed, it caught up and it's like oh, it's shit. still spinning. And yeah. he noticed his cup is like oh my my cup has changed yeah right it's now spun because i've been sitting here for x mm-hmm. amount of time yeah. they just don't move the clock so that people don't wake up and go where the hell did the last 20 minutes go so i, th- I want to say in yeah. the theatrical cut he sits down with like a coffee oh it shows steaming. him and then when that change happens he picks up the coffee and it's cold yeah that makes that's sense. like the, uh... that's the cut of the thing but you still get that spiral yeah 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 mm-hmm. and that that makes more sense that's what i was expecting yeah. to see um I think that would have hit better yeah. um, than just showing the spiral. Now, I 
it's one of those things where you don't understand it at the time, but afterward, looking back on it, it provides a lot of cool, like, oh, I understand it now. Mm -hmm. Right. I know, and like a Monday morning quarterback aspect of it, even with a cinematographer standpoint, you look at the shot where uh, uh, Bloomstead walks into the crime scene. And at first, it's like it's a steady cam on a guy's shoulder, and they're we're getting these long hallways because everything is long in this film, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The buildings are very long, the, the police station is very long, the all of it, uh, and it then cuts to the action shot of the detective walking in and looking around. Where I almost feel like it would have been more strong, a little queasy if people aren't ready for motion, but him walking in and it's like that, like someone holding your back. You're walking in and you see the crime scene just as the detective, yes. almost like a first person or over his shoulder. Yes, yes. I really wish that was the one shot where it was over his shoulder and you still get his hat, you still get his ear and it him looking and you see the, like you see the crime scene. You see the water, you see the fishbowl broken, you see the glass, you see the knife on yes. the floor. And then all of a sudden as you spin the camera and this would have almost maybe if it was done wrong, felt a little ho- hokey or almost horror movie bullshit then you see like that shock of the woman another woman dead on the floor yes mm-hmm. kind of thing and it just would have been that sweeping camera for the room but i don't know if necessarily they built the entire room or if that was a three wall set yeah, yeah. right yeah. and if it's a three wall set or a four wall set and there isn't that set for them to film it you wouldn't have been able to do that correct but i just really feel like like that over the shoulder him walking in and seeing like okay this is kind of how this guy thinks and takes things apart yes we're seeing mechanically, eyes, the piece, the mechanically right? Yeah. And it's not adding up for some of it. Now, um, one thing I think they didn't explore in this, which is interesting, is... And this was a thought I had partway through, but I didn't know whether they were going to deal with it or not. It's a big movie. There's it's a lot a of stuff movie. and a lo- yeah. little bit of time. The investigator, whether or not he was this smart, I guess... Because ideally, right at the beginning of the movie, he got injected. Right. Right. With the investigator role. Mm-hmm. Um, what was he before? Was he just some bumpkin? Right. Right. It, or, you know, was he just a bumpkin? And well, like, is he actually stupid? Are you saying like, is intelligence a product of your memories? Like that kind yeah, of Yeah, kind of. Like, were they going to touch on that? Yeah. I can and see And yeah. the fact is, this guy wouldn't have fi- figured out that he was living in a spiral world. Right? right, he wouldn't have figured all this out, but they technically injected him. They technically injected him with uh, the ability to deduce, but without obviously John, he wouldn't have had something to chase, and therefore wouldn't have gone down the path. But they kind of sowed their own seeds. So until John lifts the journal, he is um, he is an extreme denier. Yeah, because as soon as John lays everything out, sunlight. Your mother's name. Daytime. When was the last time you know how to get to Shell Beach? He is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got an answer for everything. Or he's got an excuse. Yeah. Until he picks up the journal with his mind, floats it around the room, goes, okay, explain this. And then there's a bit of a switch because then he, it is clicked. I don't know if I agree with that. He was already thinking of stuff before that when he talked to Walensky and went to his apartment and seen everything. And then Walensky started asking questions and then he had the conversation in the car with uh, Emma, and he's like, you know, I can't remember my mom died. And then he's like, how? Like, and then that kind of opened up to when he went to Murdoch, and then Murdoch is like, see, this is it, and that's when he became a true believer. 
But he was already questioning that beforehand. But yes. I, I'll argue that though, because when he goes to see his uh, <laughs> detective Wolinski, he's literally going, "No, it's about the case. It's about the case. It's about the case." The first, time. it's about the case, and he goes, "No, it's all bullshit." But that was it's before th- he started doodling right. the spiral. So he he met Wolinski, seen everything, and then he was already doodling before he seen the cup. So it was already in his mind. The second time, so the first know, time guys. he talks about Wolinski, he's very much like. Oh, he's a loony. He needs to go yeah. to the loony bin. Right. He's not even questioning it. He's got no thoughts beside. Right. I can't trust what he's saying. Right. Because mm-hmm. he's self-respecting. Because yeah, and at some point that kind of gets either he grows desperate or whatever. But something changes where he goes and talks to Walensky. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it was a switch per se. I feel like his journey is not a switch. It's been a growth, and yeah. it's been a very gradual. Granular. Granular. Granular Granular and gradual. Because I would even say it doesn't switch until Lewinsky kills himself. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Even though, because I don't think he believes him because he has like a moment of crisis when Murdoch's like, what, when is the sunlight come up? When is oh, there sunlight? So, oh, he doesn't yeah. right? believe Walensky, he, but he's starting to question. He's right. not, he's not, doesn't believe Walensky, he doesn't understand Walensky, but Walensky is poking holes and he's right. going, Hmm. He's making him think. He doesn't have answers to those thoughts right. yet. And he doesn't even have fully formed questions. Right. He just has a sense of unease and something's not right in this world. Right. And by the time he talks to John during the interview, he's already doubting reality. Right. He just doesn't understand why. And how far it's gone. And how far it's right, gone. Yeah. Right. So how extreme John, the situation is. Yeah. During the investigation is like, Let's ask the important questions. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's not be Walensky asking vague, stupid, crazy man questions. Right. I'm going to ask you a pointed question, a logical question to a logical man. Illogical. Right. And you're like, oh, and he, that's when he goes, oh, that's the immediate switch. That's the switch. So he was growing and changing throughout it, which was really nice to see. Right. And it was that moment where he went from doubting to yeah, something's wrong. I'm going to put on that tinfoil hat. Right, right. I will. He's folding the hat in the room <laughs> to put it on. Um, so we've got, uh, I would argue, what, three films here? We have uh, Crime Noir. Yeah, we, we have. have Detective Thriller. Okay. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily lean too, too much into murder mystery. Because no. we kind of figure out what's happening with, with who is who and yeah. what's what. Uh, I, I science- think it takes a while before they answer the question of who done it okay so the who done it and then we have sci-fi yeah alien abduction film and then it ends in a superhero brawl yeah what the fuck was oh up my with god that? i thought Ladies we found the lost uh dbz film we have it ends in a superhero film like what was going on with that so ladies and gentlemen here's what we're gonna say right off the bat i don't know exactly know if we're gonna do the entire plot like we normally would on an episode but what we will say is please if you haven't seen dark city yet track it down Rent it, buy it, burn it, whatever. Make a smokestack. Try to get get it into your life somehow. <laughs> watch it. It's definitely worth a watch. It's definitely worth a view. The director's cut is a little bit better than the theatrical. Uh, it is one of those ones you're going to chew on. The movie ends in a superhero fight. It totally does. And a superhero really fight where we had Spider-Man and... Oh, no. Before The Matrix kind of fights those big like oh yeah punch yeah, punch yeah, punch yeah. punch well, this yeah. influence in a way that a bit of it but and I do they've really already been working that, on it that feel from it this movie itself wasn't action-packed no because they're fighting with their brains 
Yeah. Um, Matrix is a little bit more, I don't want to use Kung Fu, but a little bit more martial art handed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can see why people like The Matrix more. Uh, nobody's seen this movie. No. Uh, this was a movie that was weird and didn't do well and became a cult hit. Um, it is in that sweet spot around that time where I keep bringing you these weird little pocket plane of Dark City, Matrix 1, Brother of the Wolf. Yeah. And it's this little like rock in the pond that starts to ripple and touch other stuff. Uh, what I will say about Dark City right off the bat is it doesn't have a sequel, doesn't have a prequel. Uh, there is one fan film. It's a very short film called Dark Cities where they are trying to do it again in different spot okay. pockets. Uh, but what I'll argue is because there is no sequels, I won't say it's better than The Matrix, but as soon as you get into The Matrix and you go Matrix 2, 3, and 4, I feel like those films hurt the original a bit too. Yeah, I can see where you're going there. Yeah, I I, I think if I took just Matrix 1 right. without anything else. The Matrix Online. Uh, the Matrix, Enter the Matrix. Animatrix. The Animatrix. Yeah, without any of that. Um, <laughs> I would vote that that is better than this movie. The Matrix subreddit. But if you take everything Matrix and add it up together, yeah, it does detract from it. Except for the Animatrix. The Animatrix definitely improves Phenomenal. upon it. Phenomenal. Love, sex, and robots. All of those weird, give me artsy, fartsy creators doing weird, <laughs> fun stuff. We we like our artsies we and our like fartsies our, here. We fart, yeah. and we fart in the art. Yeah. We love it. Um, Superhero fight. I... It must be I I I find these action sequences weird because all it does remind me of like Amanda says is Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Okay. Obviously I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. Yeah, yeah. And so all it does is go, oh, I've seen that in anime. I think those are the and maybe this is because I play D D slash Pathfinder. Sure. And I hate how most I guess we'll call them mage battles. Mage battles, uh psychic fights. Psychic fights yeah. are handled because I feel like they always just end up in, and we saw with it in the, the actually in the struggle. in I mean, spoiler alert here uh, we saw it in the new Doctor Strange right and I I hate that I think it's so uncreative and that's why I, I okay but this was the nineties it's the best you know mm-hmm. this is sort of what they could do with the budget they that they do. had right yeah I I'm more upset today okay. than I than I am about sh- movies back then. But I was a bit like, uh, this is kind of boring. It's just two dudes, like, you know, squinting at each other. You get off this ripples. time, movies back then. You get off this time. <laughs> um, I also feel like it lasted, like, a couple minutes too long. Like, it was a particularly long beam battle that I feel was just unnecessary. Like, they could have shaved off the last, like, minute of it, I would say. So, I would say, what, them throwing buildings at each other? Or you walk into that fine, fine, sweet line of where it gets real hokey and they're Green Lantern fighting. Yeah. Like what works no. and what doesn't work. So, and then it's like what they did and it's like, ooh, ba- fuck. Yeah, you're right. Based yeah. on the lore. Because it becomes silly at that point. What they should have been doing is warping reality around each other. Right. And yeah. it's about who it's about who has stronger will, who has more creativity. So yeah, that Green, green uh, Lantern. And you're right. They should have been kind of throwing... I guess warping buildings at each other. Yeah, like I'm going to move this building and it's just going to open up and try to eat you. A, I don't know if they had the budget. No, I don't know. Or the effects, but the way that he did beat him was he brought up the water tower because he knew that they were uh, weak against water. I'd forgotten. And he blasted him through. He brought. He didn't even realize. He brought up the water bubble 
tower and blasted him through the yeah. water and that's what ultimately and he he got skewered in the water tower i totally so, forgot right that, that water was their weakness yeah, yeah. Was their weakness. water they, sun everything that humans they never need. said that like especially with water they never said it's a weakness they said they have an aversion right they don't it. like it but they, they don't do, like they it. do walk in we have the richer uh yeah the richer yeah, they go in the bathhouse the bathhouse they can't like, handle we don't fuck it. with this too well, much no, moisture said, and you laughed at that i one. did i'm yeah, like too oh moist. my god he just said he didn't like it like right. it's uncomfortable so yeah. this isn't like kryptonite it, it to me it always just sounded like me with electrical shocks the man exploded or sun yeah it's like me with sun I don't like it. (laughs) The man exploded, though. I think by him getting thrown, just by him overpowering him using the force bubble that they created to force him into that, it weakened his defenses enough to get skewered on the I think what they needed to have shown, because this is what one of those things where you get to see it 2020 is... uh, (laughs) It's 2020. Yeah. um, I think somewhere earlier on in the movie... They should have shown one of the strangers falling into water. Not necessarily like John should have seen it, but not necessarily mm-hmm. be the one to cause it. Yeah. Um. And so he should have like this way you can just register that. Yeah. A pipe burst. Yeah. Yeah. Or oh shit! Like a pipe any burst. Good Something. Yes. Film any... noir. There's always the lady running with like the newspaper on her head but, but it there wouldn't was have rained. no it wouldn't have rained. there's no rain yeah. in this movie yeah. right. and that's also that. like a ping that's weird right yeah yeah i i just feel like they should have shown that water is not just because the words they said was ew water not <laughs> you know yeah. The, this yeah. is like the worst like this will kill me right it, they didn't inspire that so when he got hit by the water it didn't like oh it didn't spawn a thought of well, that's clearly his weakness. That's what killed yeah, him. Yeah, I never. Yeah. I honestly I, didn't put that together until you just said it. So yeah, I just thought he slammed him against something, and there, so happened to be water. We did have a bit of uh, them fighting mind to mind, where uh, stalagmites were bursting out of the ground. They yeah. had the bridges collapsing. Their their layer slash spaceship was just imploding it on itself as they were battling around. Yes. So you mm-hmm. did get bits of that, but you got bits of that that were not necessarily poorly CGI'd, but within the strains of the budget at that point in the film Mm -hmm. yes right so my question about water is what happened to the purple water because he was in purple water i was in the the bath and then when they went to get the fish it was clear so what happened to the purple water they made the water purple when uh the main character there um john was in the bathtub because he was naked and they had to find a way to like blur him out so it was tinted purple but then when they put the goldfish in, suddenly it was just normal, clear Because I'm like, wouldn't the goldfish die? Right. Because it's in purple water. It would never be able to breathe okay, in there. Okay, I noticed all that, but I didn't think of the reason for it to be purple. That yeah, it's because he was censor, naked. Censor nudity. I did not so think of that So my argument was when I mean, they in knocked anime, they make it green. The syringe. Mm-hmm. It would have been some of the syringe, but they knocked the syringe across the room. Yeah. So it's just because they didn't want to show his cock. Yeah. yeah. They can show his butt, but they can't show his... Yeah. Yeah. They can't show his cock. <laughs> hey, they showed bu- Master Chief's butt. They can show this guy's butt. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, Yeah. I don't know, guys. Thoughts overall? Do you guys want to close out or yeah, do we have more I, to say? I mean, this is one of those ones where I think we might even... Like, I want to do Brotherhood of the Wolf again. Because not now, but in like a year or so, I feel like we could come back and find something either we still don't like or it might have grown on you. 
And I feel like this you one deserves... Dark, uh, Dark City? No, no, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Oh. But I feel like Dark City is definitely one of those films, like I said, maybe not once a year, but it is up there as a, oh, fuck, this was good. This is a mood. This is a vibe. This oh. is a, when you're writing this or trying to set up a, a tabletop role-playing game. This is very... You're trapped here. You're trying to figure this out. Like solve the mystery this as you move stuff around. Fired so many storylines for me to run as a DM. That's wonderful. <laughs> like it, it, I yeah. thought it like just while watching it, I'm like, damn, this would make for a great low level yeah. adventure, right? Where you just show up in a town and there's people doing weird shit and you cannot get out anymore and you're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on because the strangers are playing with toys. Yeah, or I would just have you wake up in a town. Here's my <laughs> battle map. You're my minis. Let's make them kiss. Like you're <laughs> straight out. Um, Nintendo I have game, a, you uh, going I forgot what I was going to say before. You mentioned the uh inspector having like who was he before? Now this is also is John Murdoch's memory at the end that he gets injected with his true memories and no. if so Okay, because uh, it's like, okay, the inspector was the postman. The hotel manager was the ice cream man. Uh, so, and then uh, the doctor was all the other characters kind of built in. So it's like, was that people from his past? No, they were all. So they definitely <laughs> said that um, the beach, what was it called again? Shell Beach. Shell, Shell beach. beach. Shell Beach. Never existed. It doesn't exist. All of those are fake memories. And all the memories that we saw at the end that he was injected with mm. are all of his childhood on Shell Beach. So we know it's fake. And I do love that. Oh, my God. Okay, sir, you brought up something that I forgot to bring up. We're not done yet. Hang on. It's going to be a long one, folks. I hate it when a hero is like, I'm the, you know, the, the baddies have this cool superpower, and I'm the new guy on the block who just started to learn how to use the power. I just got the power. The Mary Sue. The Mary Sue, and I'm going to show up, exactly, the Mary Sue. I'm just going to show up and be the best at using that power by the end of the movie. This one, I it didn't bother me because it's like, yeah, we just injected a lifetime's worth of training. In his head. Into yeah. your head. Yeah. It's like, th th this is the, the Matrix, I know Kung Fu I know moment. Kung Fu. Right. And I'm like, that was fucking brilliant. And that yeah. was only made possible because Murdoch didn't trust him and put the syringe in his pocket. Yeah. 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 And he was able to do the old switcheroo. Right. Right. I loved it. Um, But yeah, it was definitely fake, all fake memories. Okay. Because I personally think there is no real memories anymore. No. We'll look yeah. at the Blade Runner scenario, right? Yeah. Where they go, yo, you remember Spiders? You remember kissing the boy? You remember scraping your knee? Yes. And then Rachel freaks the fuck out because those are her Deckard's memories. Yes. And they're fake. See, he, uh, Murdoch reminded me of how um, Dune is, where it's like this one guy kind of rises up as like, not the Messiah. Oh, uh, the white savior. Yes. You'll, oh, find, yes. That, you'll yeah. find that a lot. He reminded, uh, this, now watching it this time, reminded me a lot real? of Dune. Yeah. Being like, oh, he is the one to bring order back and he has to kind of he is solely in control now of this disc of broken people right that yeah. now are stuck with the memories they have there's no rewriting memories so these are the people that they are forever yeah so how does he create this like uh, salvage this broken society and get his old wife not wife to love him again which is also a little you know a little weird yeah. a little weird yeah, but, I, you know, it's a common theme because it, it happened in um, blah, blah, blah of Mars, John, John Carter, Carter, John Carter. Of Mars. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the white savior is a very cliche mm -hmm. story. And I, I do look at this and go, I don't know whether or not I trust the aliens more or this guy more to 
safely guide this, I guess we'll call it a, now a colony of humans to yeah. something. To, yeah. to anything in space. I and mean, there's yeah. no kids. Well, except for the one lady. She had a daughter. Yeah, they, they can have kids. didn't really show other children. But like, how do they handle food? <laughs> I was going to say that, but it's yeah, a science fiction movie. Yeah, because all the movie. food was yeah. uh, constructed. Right. Yeah. I feel like the, the interesting thing is, is you could replace any actor in this to kind of mitigate the white savior aspect of it. You could. Um, I think any actor in this would be good. Like I said, um, I think that uh, uh, Rufus Sewell reminds me a lot of Oscar Isaac. Yeah. In oh, looks yeah, for and sure. mannerisms, mm-hmm. and like he could, they could remake this and easily cast Oscar Isaac as a lead. Oh, for sure, oh, for no sure, for problem. sure. Oscar Isaac would probably be great. Look at what he did with Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Stephen, Mark, and uh, Jack. <laughs> yeah, he did great. So yeah, this movie was absolutely fantastic. I you, I think you're starting after a few of these movies, you're starting to pinpoint my style and the things that really get me tickle my fancy. So we're going for something silly, something serious. Yeah. Something silly, something serious. Yeah, you can't be all one one mood. No, yeah. no, no. But I mean, like next episode will be something a little bit more silly. Yeah. Just to keep it light. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, th- these are the kinds of movies that I'm amazed I haven't seen this because it is right up my, my alley. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I never even heard of this film until you mentioned it. And That's the problem with this it's film. It's so weird. That, it like, is a problem. It seems too good to be so unheard of. Yeah, I know. Right? Like, a lot of the movies that we've watched, it's like, yeah, okay, I get why nobody's ever heard of this because it's kind of, like, weird and sad and, like, I don't know, just, it's a low-budget, like, romp or whatever the case is. Or, like, a Star Wars comes out and blows it out of the fucking right. water. Yeah. And it's like, oh, but yeah, clearly this, everyone went to the show to see this. Go ahead. This seems too good to be so well, look at the underground. Cast. The cast is like star-studded, like you said, except for the role. So the thing the is... The lead role, which is brilliant. And I know I keep going back to it. The thing is... Another, one more thing. Uh, this <laughs> movie... Jackie! Jackie <laughs> the thing uh, is... Uh, the movie was supposed to come out the same weekend Titanic came out. Oh, <laughs> you will never Jesus. compete with that shit. And that explains everything. Titanic did not slow down. No. For weeks. It's the highest grossing for film weeks. of all yeah. time. And they kept pushing weeks. it back. Like months and years. Yeah. Like, I remember so seeing Titanic in theaters like months after it came out. So they finally released it the year <laughs> Titanic came out Jeez. and nobody fucking went years. to go see it. It makes total yeah. sense why okay. it never got viewed. Yeah. I totally get it. I can also see right. the 90s were a different time. And I don't know whether it's just the production companies didn't let certain things happen. But we are more accepting of... Art- artsy fartsy yeah. weird strange movies nowadays I don't know if that's 100% sure whether it's just the producers assumed we didn't back then it's people Com- like us who grew up watching these movies as they came out wanting to make these movies True. now as adults yeah True. The bigger the budget, the less artsy fartsy the movie is going to be. What sure. I've found is even on the documentary for this is they openly straight out say, if you have a lot of ideas, that's great. Pick one and then make a movie with that yep. one idea. The yeah. bigger your budget is, the less ideas and the less weird you're going to be able to get out there. Yep. And you're going to have to just take a hatchet and cut that story up and make it simpler and simpler. Because the investors and the way studios work is they want to they want low risk and Big payout. Yes. So yeah. the reason why this only had $27 million, which isn't that much For nowadays. For a movie budget? No. Is because they they went, okay, we'll take less money and we'll take less money. And New Line Cinema at the time was just like, hey, we need something to put out. Which and it seems funny. fun. And this, not fun, this seems weird and kind of up our artsy fartsy alley because 
New Line hadn't done Lord of the Rings yet. They Three were doing, years later, they did Lord of the Rings. They were or doing they Austin were Powers movies. They also it. did TMNT. They did TMNT, and, and they've seen potential. Home, yeah. home Alone. And yeah. they and what you got to respect <laughs> whether it did poorly or not. They didn't go okay. Let's make a comic book. Let's make a video no. game, or let's try to make toys and franchise this. They just went. You made a movie. It's artsy fartsy. Not a lot of people are gonna like it, or are gonna are gonna get it. Put it out in the world and see what happens. Yeah. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And DVD sales is the only reason why it became a cult hit. Because if it was just released on VHS, I think it would have stayed there. Yeah. Because it didn't make any money back. And they finally, with the director's cut, they'll do showings at some of the very smaller cinemas. Robert Eager himself does a commentary on this film because he loved it so much. He's like, fucking Titanic's great. This is a movie you need to see. Yeah, uh, Neil Gaiman is a beautiful write-up about how much he enjoyed this movie. This movie was touched by a lot of artsy-fartsy people or people who appreciate art yep. and yeah. are like, hey, For it's sure. weird and I can respect that it's weird and we need more weird in the world. And that's why I think films like this are important. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with you. I, no, I think you're wrong and... Sorry, Dad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just the influence they had. Like you said, like they inspired loosely the Matrix. Like, okay, you're in an alternate reality and you don't know you're stuck in this weird time loop until you get woken up and you're like, you look around and it's like, what the, everyone's sleeping. Like you can really see the parallels between the mate, the first matrix when he wakes up in his little pods. I don't necessarily know if this has inspired the matrix because the Wachowski's siblings, uh, the Wachowski sisters at that point had written it already. Well, you can see the pair, like a side by side. Then if they came out a year apart, you can see, you know, the sleeping and waking up and seeing what the world actually is and which reality do you actually want to be in. Right. And I think this did a good job of... Because, like, you look at The Matrix, and The Matrix was a mystery up until the... Right at the end of the first mm-hmm. act. Right. Right, when they revealed... Yeah. You, they wake them up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then it was an action movie from Where then, this, then you form. wake up right away and you're There's like, still a lot what? Of no. There's still a lot of philosophy no, in The Matrix. Philosophy, but it's not a mystery. Right. Mm-hmm. It's all philosophy. Right. In this one, they dull. They they. I felt like they constant trickle fed new information, mm-hmm. and you and you kind of felt like the investigator. You're like, I have a jigsaw puzzle, and you've got all these different pieces, and you're sitting there watching this movie, yeah. And you got all these different pieces, and no matter how you organize it, you can't put it together in a reasonable yeah order. And you're just so you're just sitting there waiting, and then they drop another little jigsaw. Yeah, piece, they breadcrumb you, and they breadcrumb yeah. you. All the way till the very end, right yeah. before, right yeah. before the you know the 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 Superman battle. Like he knew he would have uh, didn't show it, but he would have read what was in his pocket, seeing that he could be the serial killer going with um, uh, May to her apartment to see if he would actually kill her, and then it didn't show until after him throwing all the newspapers away yes. that he already knew, which was planted on him. Yeah, which already knew. He already kind of figured out who he was, but it didn't show that little bit of him knowing beforehand. So it's yes. like he knows more than what he's putting off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was great. I it's really liked the good writing. <laughs> it was great writing. It, it was a good yeah. trickle feed that kept you going, give me the next Give me the next piece. Give me the next yeah. jigsaw I wanna piece. I want to figure this out. I want to figure this and out. And whose side is uh, the doctor on? Yeah. Who is yeah. he working for? That was Who a great is he one. working for right to the end, right? Yeah, Because yeah. he was like, no, he got away. He attacked me. He could have lied. 
Yeah. But he's also trying to survive to get out of this eventually. And this is his ticket out. Yeah, he was great. Keith Sutherland, one of his best roles. Great. So, is there any final closing thoughts? Great movie. This is, out of a lot of the movies we've watched so far, I think this is a surefire. If you're here listening to movies and you want to hear cult movies, watch this goddamn movie. It's very good. Sit alone, watch it from start to finish. In a dark room. In a dark room. In a dark room. In a dark room. And just enjoy the journey. Don't don't go look at Wikipedia. I, I mean, wait, hold on a second. If you've already heard this, you've already heard everything about this movie. Oh, that's just screwed up. Oh, well, it's too late now. <laughs> we can clip out and do a little PSA message in the beginning. Yeah. That's what we'll have to do. It was a much dark, very city. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ladies and wow. gentlemen, this has been Raised by Spoilers. I'm one of your hosts. We got one? No. I've okay. Got okay. You sure? Yeah. All right. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Raised by Spoilers. I'm one of your hosts, Geek Movie House. I've got a lovely guest of people with me. Uh, Nintendo Geek, Plubby and Amanda. Yo. Adam, take us home. Where can they find us? Where can they... What should we promote? Go for it. Join us on the Running Geek. We've got a classic episode coming out about Moon Knight coming up soon. Speaking of things we've talked about it. <laughs> we've had a few eldering. We've got uh, our next digital love is going to be Slime Rancher. Ah, oh, yes. The cute slimes. The cute slimes. Come join us on Discord. Talk about Dark Knight with us. <laughs> Talk about Chaos Gate, which is something we talked about in our, one of our classics. Talk about... Here are classic episodes. Come talk to us. We've got Cephalopod app. If you're looking for a very minimal app that doesn't take all your data, download Cephalopod. It's got your podcasts without your data stealing. That's it. Beautiful. Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. We'll see you next time. Sleep well. Sleep. Sleep. How's the turtle sound when he has sex? (laughs) You don't have the earmuffs on. Trust me, it's a lot worse when I do it. And you all are like, no, no, I can do it. It's better. And I'm like, stop, please, God. (laughs) (laughs) Laugh. Laugh until you all put headphones on and then we'll fucking deal with the real show. This is actually really good. Count me in.